This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James Marriott and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community here in Sheffield. Grayson Solicitors was formed back in 1925 and has been a mainstay in Sheffield ever since, now boasting a team of 70 staff and nine partners. I went along to their office in the heart of the city centre to meet Anne Rogers, one of the partners, to find out more. Hello, my name's Anne Rogers. I'm a partner and solicitor at Grayson Solicitors in Sheffield. Normally, Anne, I start these episodes by asking you to kind of take us back to the early days of uh, of when the business formed. Now, um, Grayson's 95 years old, so fast approaching that 100-year birthday, uh, formed back in 1925. So um, I know you weren't around back in 1925. (laughs) So let's let's skip all the way forward to um, current day, because I know plenty will have happened and changed over the years. Where is Grayson's in 2020? Yeah, so um, as you say, founded in 1925, we've currently got over 70 70 staff, Um, there's nine partners at the firm, Um, offices now in Sheffield and Chesterfield, although predominantly we are a Sheffield-based firm. Mm -hmm. Um, We offer a full range of sort of high street um, legal areas, so my area, which is private clients, so wills, probate. Um, trusts, tax planning, that sort of thing. Uh, We do family law, residential property, medical negligence, personal and occupational injury. We are in the legal 500 recommended firms, so that's a a, a quite prestigious achievement, which we're really proud of. Um, And we're Lexcel accredited for um, our law firm's management and client service. So again, that's something we, we work hard to achieve. Um, on a yearly basis if we can. Okay, um, so what kind of things, let's let's kind of talk about you and, and your team and what it is that, that, that you do. So what kind, I know you gave some examples there, but uh, what, what kind of things are you kind of dealing with on a, a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so um, I head up the, the team here, um, but across the team we deal with uh, wills, so the writing of wills, um, very much a bespoke and tailored service we offer to clients so really we like to see clients face to face either in the office or we go out to see them at home um, quite often it might also be a case that we'd be in a hospital a hospice care home wherever the client is really we are happy to go out and see them um, we deal with estate planning so um, looking at mitigating inheritance tax if clients um, are more high mm-hmm. net worth individuals so we incorporate some of that into what we do. Uh, we deal with the state administration. So when somebody's passed away and we're dealing with their affairs after they've sadly died, obviously we deal with um, things such as getting the grant of probate or whatever it is that's required to move the estate along. Um, we deal with trust administration. So sometimes if somebody's written a will, there might be a trust in the will leaving assets to beneficiaries and, and that process needs to be administered for a number of years um, so we manage the trust um, that's created by the will. Um, so and what's, what's your background then? So my background is um, since I've qualified it's all been in private clients so um, I started off at a firm in Chesterfield where I was based for about 10 years as I say since qualifying exclusively in 
um, private client. Um, then I moved to a firm in Matlock for a couple of years, um, which was obviously quite different from the Chesterfield-based firm. Gave me some experience of different types of estates because the property um, and the estates of people in Matlock are quite different mm-hmm. to the Chesterfield ones. Um, and then I moved to Grayson's in September 2017. Um, the partner at the time in private client was retiring, so they needed somebody to replace him. Um, so that's what brought me to Grayson's. Now, um, a lot of the times when I've, I've been kind of chatting to people on this podcast, it's been interesting to kind of talk about how their area of business has changed as as the world's changed and with kind mm. of, you know, the internet, social media and things like that. Yeah. Um, as, as you were kind of chatting earlier about the things that you do, a lot of them kind of jumped out at me as things that I think, well, will they have changed? Because people don't do their will on social media. It kind of has to be a physical document. I guess you have to see people face to face. So how have you seen things changed in the in the years that you've been doing this yeah I mean people can do a will online but the service that they would get would be more sort of filling in a form and a computer would generate a will which for us is red flags it's not something we'd ever recommend Uh, within my team we like to think we do things quite differently to local firms around us Um, when we see clients we allow two hours per appointment generally you'd be looking at perhaps a half hour appointment at other firms. So we have two hours per meeting as an allocated time. If it's longer, it's longer, but generally about two hours is enough. And we take our clients through, um, it's about a 48 page document called a fact find. And it's a really detailed process. We look at clients' um, personal circumstances, all the financial aspects of their estate, We consider issues that would affect the estate when they've died. So sometimes they might be disinheriting people or they might have children that have got um, additional needs that need to be considered, um, such as disability or um, they might have been made bankrupt. They might be going through divorce. So uh, we really tailor the advice to the individual's circumstances and offer quite a bespoke service. We're also quite innovative in that um, we've started um, really focusing on what we call business wills. And this is a really new venture for us at Grayson's. We've been trying to develop this for about the last year. Right. So this really is offering, it's it's like your normal will, um, uh, what most people would think of as a will, but it's designed for business owners and the advice that they would receive is quite different to an individual who isn't a business owner so it incorporates a lot of the same standard things that a normal will would but it goes on then to incorporate wishes about a person's business so it's succession planning for that business quite often it might be a family business that they've worked really hard for built up over a number of years so it's succession planning particularly for the business and trying to mitigate inheritance tax um, on the business for you know, future generations, really. Um, So that's quite a new venture um, that we're doing here. Um, Also, we're focusing on something called lasting powers of attorney for business owners. So lasting powers of attorneys are legal documents that allow people to appoint other people to deal with their affairs if they are physically or mentally incapable of dealing with them themselves. I think a lot of business owners are are very focused on the day-to-day 
they perhaps don't get time to stop and think about what would happen if they became ill or incapacitated in some way. And um, quite often it's the case that nothing like this would be in place to allow the business to be run in their absence. So um, really the business wills and the business lasting powers of attorney are something we're really trying to encourage business owners to think about talking to us about really. Um, now I've um, never had a, a huge amount of experience with solicitors, be that a good thing or a bad thing, depends how you look <laughs> upon it. Um, so as kind of an outsider kind of looking in on the industry, um, you know, I've seen over probably the last 10, 15 years, the phrase where there's blame, there's a claim <laughs> has, has kind of come from nowhere to become a big thing. And we seem to live in a world of, um, you know, if you trip over a paving slab, then the first thing you do is think, who do I sue for, for this? And, um, you know, kind of the... The, the world's changed a bit in that regard. How have the trends in the areas that, that you work in, how have, how have they changed? Have you seen kind of certain cases rise in, you know, how often they're landing on your desk and other things becoming kind of less popular? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it changes really with the economy and also what's going on in the wider context of the legal um, market. So traditionally, Grayson's were a very strong personal injury firm, Um we also did some criminal work as well. We don't do the criminal work anymore, uh, but we've seen definitely a reduction in the types of cases we deal with in terms of personal injury. Um, a lot of that is because of people being more aware of their ability to make a claim, mm-hmm. um, which led to reforms within the legal system around personal injury claims, um, making it harder for solicitors to actually... Um, I suppose, make profit on those sorts of cases, which obviously we need to do if we're going to run them for people. So the way that personal injury cases are dealt with and the types of cases we now deal with is very different than it was um, several years ago. Right. So the volume isn't as as great and the types of cases we take on will be quite different. Um, In my area of law, which is obviously private client um we have seen a rise in people making inquiries about what we call contentious probate so that's um trying to make a claim against somebody's estate if they've not been included in someone's will right so that is definitely i would say on the increase right the the numbers of inquiries we get about that has increased and it's always to do with um awareness really in the media there might be a case it's the media and people are aware that's something they could potentially um, look to do themselves. So we are very much led by what's going on in the economy and and the wider sort of media. Um, recessions, for example, if, if something's going on there, we'll see a dramatic dip in our conveyancing work. People might, you know, be wanting to spend less on um, property transactions, on wills, powers of attorney. So it all affects um, us as a firm as well as individuals I think as as we record this we're, we're at a really kind of unique point because uh, I think this is the the last episode of this podcast that I'm recording before the UK leaves the EU which is happening as we record it at the end of this week yeah uh, as as anyone listens to it it will have happened so they may already know the um, the the real kind of answer to the question that I'm yeah. gonna ask here but um, what kind of um, I guess it's a two-part question. What preparations have you have you made for for Brexit, and uh, do you kind of expect it to have an impact on the kind of work that you do? 
I suppose we're all waiting to see what impact it has on the economy as a whole. That's going to be the the biggest thing, I think, for us. Um, obviously, the law and the regulations that we deal with, um, we'll have to see how they're affected and each area of law will be affected differently. Yeah. Um, within my area, it shouldn't have too much of an impact in terms of the legislation, I don't think. Um, other areas might be affected more. Um, but it, I think that Grayson's as a whole will be affected by what happens in the economy as a result of Brexit. Okay. Um, so if if you had to pick three words to sum up Grayson's yeah. or, or maybe to sum up your team, if, mm-hmm. if you'd rather it that way, um, what words would you use? And I know you're in a, uh, an interesting situation because you've kind of been undergoing a few kind of cultural changes in the company anyway, haven't you? We have. Over the last year or so, we've um, undergone a culture review process. So we're trying to um, modernise the way we think as a firm and... Um, Obviously, we want to be progressive within Sheffield and within the wider marketplace. So we've um, undergone um, a firm-wide sort of review of our um, ethos, if you like, and um, what drives us as a business. Um, So we've actually come up with six sort of new core values. Um, I suppose the values that we held already, but we're trying to shape them in a different way and um, promote them within the firm and and get the, the message out there. Um, but I suppose in terms of the three things that drive my team or that I see um, qualities that my team have got, um, they're a focused team. Um, we like to deliver results. We like to deliver um, excellent service to clients um, and obviously offer the best legal advice we can. Um, as I said earlier, we like to do things a bit differently. We devote a lot of time to meetings with clients and we really put the emphasis on that client relationship that's at the core of what we do um i suppose the second one would be um we care about what we do so um with our clients and also as a firm with our colleagues we really try to treat clients and business partners with respect um we try and support clients businesses each other um as best we can um even when it's not always easy everybody's busy but obviously clients are at the heart of what we do and we respect one another and, and help each other out mm-hmm. um and i suppose we're invested in in what we're doing so we're positive about the firm we're positive about grayson's and we really promote um, personal development for people who work here as well so staff are obviously at the heart of what we do and their development their aspirations are important to us. Obviously, this is a, a podcast that is all about business in Sheffield. Um, you have a, a kind of a, a unique relationship with a lot of businesses around Sheffield because of the nature of the the work that you do. So, um, tell me a bit about kind of what what you uh, what you think about the business scene in Sheffield right now, and kind of how you've seen things change in those um, three, four, five years that you've that you've been here in the city. Yeah, we do a, an awful lot of um, events outside of of, of the office, so. Um, we do get out there, we do present to local businesses, especially with what I'm doing with promoting the business wills. Um, we've engaged with a lot of local businesses. So, for example, I'll arrange to go and present to a business's employees, talk to them about the importance of wills, powers of attorney, 
obviously the business owners I'll then talk to them about them doing their own business wills and business powers of attorney um I would say there's quite a good diverse range of of businesses um and the businesses I deal with tend to be quite open to um innovation mm-hmm. um which isn't always the case in in all cities um but really in Sheffield I think there is a good network of firms that are happy to let you into their offices happy to hear what you say they're quite keen to give their staff something um that might benefit them apart from obviously the usual that they go to work for um so I think there is quite a good network of of different firms across Sheffield all wanting to succeed really and work together you can tell me off for this if you want to, but I might do. in my mind, <laughs> traditionally, uh, I wouldn't kind of think of solicitors being seen as perhaps quite like a funky industry or like a, you know, kind of a sexy industry. So how do Grayson's go about promoting marketing what you do? Yeah, I mean, definitely my area of law is not sexy. It's not <laughs> uh, cutting edge by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I do love what I do um, and hopefully my enthusiasm and, and passion for what I do comes across when I'm trying to promote um, the firm as a whole and, and my department. Um, I suppose in terms of how we do that, um, it's really a case of just getting out there, meeting people, presenting, networking. We go to breakfast seminars. Last year we sponsored um, Art in the Park right. in Sheffield, which is a really fantastic event for awesome us event. um brilliant event which um was really well received in sheffield we get involved with local charities um we do dress down days every month we do um participate in the will months for local charities st luke's um bluebell wood um willow farm we've done so anything local we're happy to get involved we try and sponsor and just promote you know what's going on in the wider community as well so um, since you've kind of been here at, at, at Grayson's, and I know you can't go into too much um, detail for obvious reasons, but what, what have kind of been the big successes for you and the team? Well, when I started, as I say, almost three years ago, I think the team was made up of three sort of people mm-hmm. and a secretary. Um, we've evolved, um, we've expanded, we've changed the way we do things. Um, we're now a team of sort of nine, ten individuals. Right. Um, so there's been quite a lot of growth um, throughout that time. And as I say, the way we do things has changed quite dramatically, which has led to the growth. Um, and I think part of that is just um, we're getting more recommendations because what we're doing um, is well received. Um, we're retaining clients because they're happy with the service we're providing. Um, and also we're getting out there and obviously promoting ourselves. So um, I think the biggest change from from my point of view has been the growth mm-hmm. within my department. Currently we're doing a, a sort of a three-year plan um, for where we want to be in the next three years. And again, it's about expansion. It's about growth. It's about promoting what we're doing and, and hopefully people realizing that we're a little bit different in the way we do things to, to perhaps other firms a bit more traditional um, are doing it okay um in a in a different lifetime i used to manage a team in an old job of mine that uh, pretty much doubled overnight in size um and that was 
it certainly came with its with its challenges. Um, so how how have you kind of found that process of seeing a team that that's grown quite rapidly, and and what have been the the challenges that that you've kind of faced along the way? Yeah, I think um, obviously with quite quick growth, you have to ensure that you've got the proper processes and structures in place to um, facilitate number one the work that you're trying to do, and number two to manage the individuals you've got on your team. Um, I am really, really lucky. I've got a fantastic team um, of motivated individuals. They're wanting to um, not only do the best for Grayson's, but also they're quite keen to um, develop themselves. So a lot of them are doing um, legal exams outside of um, work. Um, we sort of support that, but um, they're motivated to develop themselves as well as our business here. Um as I say, I'm really lucky with the people I've got working with me because um, they're a great bunch of people. Um, I've got a couple of really strong people in there who've sort of have taken on more responsibilities. So they sit sort of beneath me and manage people for me mm-hmm. um, as well. So that eases the burden on, on me a little bit as well. <laughs> but yeah, great team of people, lovely firm to work for as a whole. Do you go for after-work drinks on Friday and sit around saying, you'll not believe what so-and-so has left to her <laughs> cat in her will? It, it can be a bit like that. It can be a bit... Um, you do come across all sorts of, of um, weird and wonderful things in wills. I guess you must become quite sort of hardened to it. You what, do. what I'd sort of look at and think, that's a bit weird. You're just like, yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, you do get your typical, I want to leave it to the, the cats, I want to do this, I want to do that. Um you get some very strange requests about funerals. Um, I've had some people wanting to be buried in um, like a egg pod thing under the ground and anything that comes in um, that people can get buried, all different sorts of ways of burial. And um, one of my colleagues went to a lady's house once who had a coffin in a front room ready to be buried in it. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, so we do meet... Um, all sorts of individuals, but it's like I say, it's it's really interesting meeting people and hearing their stories, and that's what I love about what I do. What uh, what about the future then? I know we've talked a little bit about the uncertainty that comes from um, Brexit, but kind of you know as a, as a wider question, um, what what what's what's next? What's next? So for for Grayson's, I think it's obviously continuing to provide the the great service we do um, to clients. They're at the heart of everything we do. Obviously, we're going through the culture review internally, so looking after the staff we've got working here is really important to us. Uh, For my team, we want to continue to expand, offer a brilliant service to to people in Sheffield. For me, um, development of the business will side of things, the business lasting powers of attorney, and getting that product that we're promoting known um, in Sheffield um, is really important because I think that's an area that business owners certainly perhaps aren't aware of and, and something they'd really benefit from. Great. If anyone wants to find out more about um, Grayson's as a whole or your team or, or get in touch with you here, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, I'd say the best way um, is either to email myself direct, um, which is ann.rogers at graysons.co.uk or our business development manager here, who is chris.rogers, not related, <laughs> at graysons.co.uk. 
I bet you've been asked that so many times. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> brilliant. And thank you very much for your time today. That's a pleasure. It's been absolutely uh, brilliant to uh, find out more about you and the team and the, the best of luck in the, the next stage of, uh, of your expansion and growth here. That's brilliant. Thanks very much. Find us at steelcitybusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first. Audio marketing works. Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at rebelbasemedia.io.